0: Chuck and Julie bringing you the truth, straight up.
1: I'm Julie Hayden, and
0: an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper.
2: They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage, as parents for
0: over ten years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment, live, local, and interactive. Everyone's
2: voice is always
0: welcome on the Chuck and Julie show.
1: And happy Party Friday, everybody. Hi everybody,
2: this is Chuck Bonniewell and Julie Hayden in a true straight up, brought to you by our favorite advertisers.
1: That's right, happytrees.co. Um, and also Denver Centigenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. And we're working on a new one, a great acupuncture guy that we go to, but we'll tell you all about him later. Okay. So the affidavit was released. we got Mark Poff. Mark, if you're there, um, go ahead and unmute yourself and bring your camera up. Law enforcement expert. Everybody loves Mark. I'm um, to talk about it. Um, we've got the Mark Zuckerberg saying, Oh, he's got,
2: he's got my flag behind him. This there we time. Go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's got—he
2: stole my flag. <laughs> I have on mine. Yours is better though. <laughs> Yours is waving.
1: He's in the breeze. Let me finish teasing the show. We've, okay, we got, tease the on, show. Hang on a second, Mark. We've got um, Mark Zuckerberg saying, "Oh yeah, the FBI told us what to what we should and shouldn't censor, so we just do whatever the FBI tells us." FBI really on a roll this week. Yeah. And then I have some surprise party Friday video too that I think everybody uh, you won't to
2: say. want to. Miss It, which comes on at the end of the show, but it's a lot of fun.
1: That's right. And then, Mark, we're going to talk with you in a second about um, a, a thing I saw in the paper about the fact that Denver police, uh, and apparently this is going on around the country, arresting like 64% fewer people, even though crime was going up. But first, we got the mar the lago arrest affidavit, and we were going to read it to you, but this is what it is. It's redacted. It's like, if they, except for one part where they say CBS... See, right here, there's this little part there that's not redacted. It says CBS saw some moving vans outside of Mira when Trump was moving. moving. <laughs> Highly suspicious.
2: Highly suspicious. Highly suspicious.
1: No, Mark, you've written search warrant affidavits, and I know cops don't like to release stuff in general. Uh, but come, on. <laughs> I come well, on. I mean,
3: Come
0: on. Actually, I would tell you, uh, you know, I've, I've written hundreds of arrests and search warrants during my career. I, I think probably only about 3% were ever sealed. Yeah. I mean so when they say that it's a normal process to seal, you know, warrants, affidavits, maybe that is with the feds, but it's definitely not for local because there's no reason to hide it. Right. Especially when once you arrest somebody or you you do the first search warrant they kind of know the gig is up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they call um,
1: their friends in the conspiracy as well. So they're like, Bill, fellow drug dealer, just don't answer yeah. the door.
0: And and I really found it funny that you jumped onto that statement about, you know, there was moving vans a, at mar Um, You know, and, and you see a little bit of it inside this warrant because law enforcement can't help themselves. And using these standard statements that they always use, you know, based on my, Training and experience. Right, right, right. You know, bank robbers drive cars, so we're <laughs> yeah. suspicious about everyone has cars <laughs> and <laughs> things like that. And and that's just craziness. Uh, cell phones. Most criminals will use text messages and their cell phones to communicate with each other. So <laughs> cell phones are very suspicious. <laughs> that's and right. And if you have a cell phone and a car.
1: <laughs> there Gears you go up. guilty guilty well you know my reads so for folks and we'll talk more about this later because i do want to talk about this police thing with mark but uh, you know that when they say like 20 of the 38 pages were redacted if you haven't seen it yet you can find it all over and the,
2: place. the reasons for the, yeah, the are redacted, yeah. The reasons,
1: for redacting are redacted. But mm-hmm. I mean, the, pa- the the only thing they really put on there is all really of the good. statutes. Yeah. They, they just cut and paste the statutes. I mean, there's zero information, right. Not Zero, but very little information. I mean, your take on it in general. Well, I,
0: that's exactly right. When you when you box out or, or redact an entire box, you got to be suspicious about why. Well, mm-hmm. You know, you're not covering up somebody's name. And and this is the thing that just bothered me. Whenever we put somebody's name that we didn't want them to know in a warrant, we wouldn't seal the whole warrant.
1: We, just, we would yeah, put, yeah.
0: we'd give them a CI number, right. like CI number 23. And then it would right. just refer to CI number
1: 23. Right.
0: There, what I find, inter- there's a lot of very interesting things, you know, because they say they opened a criminal investigation after referral from the From the National Archives,
2: yeah Conan the librarian uh.
0: <laughs> and and if you actually look there it's kind of interesting to look into some of this stuff because their legal counsel used to work for the ACLU not that that you, you know, but these lifelong um, bureaucrats that right. are in a lot of these agencies, I just find it interesting that the National Archives did a criminal referral guy, the and then when you read in this. Um, they hear about evidence of of obstruction will be found on the premises.
1: What? what? Yeah.
0: I, I don't understand that. Obstruction of what? <laughs> right. Also, it goes, I, I love this in, in section four. I'm a special agent with the FBI assigned to the Washington field office. And then right. the next part is blocked. Well, I right. know what's in that redacted area because um, he kind of gives it away on the next sentence. They don't want you to know what group he's in,
2: right? Ah, right. They don't know the what group he's
0: in because it's usually Trump like, group. yeah, like I was a detective with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office in the Computer Crimes Division.
3: Mm. Well,
0: he says right after that, during this time being in this group, I received training from the FBI in counterintelligence and espionage. Well, there so you go. He's in counterintelligence, which means they're investigating Trump as a spy. We're back to the whole Russian gate thing again, that Trump is a spy for the Russians.
1: And what's funny is, and I've never seen this before, to have the actual, the FBI agent who swore out the affidavit, his name or her name is redacted. So it's like, how can you redact the, I mean, give me a, you know. I
2: have a good friend uh, who is just graduating from law school. He got a combined degree in public policy management and law. And so he's going to Washington to have an internship. And one of the internships that a lot of availability is with the National Archives into uh, <laughs> classified documentation. I mean, it's just
0: so the next um inflation reduction act or whatever this
2: yeah, right, act yeah. is,
0: we're we're gonna reduce inflation by like point zero zero one percent. We're gonna need about eighty thousand more librarians
3: yeah, to, yeah. To,
0: to investigate, you know, previous, you know, presidents on right. what documents they took with them. Right. right. Well,
1: here's the thing. I mean, and that's, I think, an important point to put this in perspective. What, when you read it, what they're investigating them for was from un, uh, unlawfully, allegedly unlawfully removing, possessing, and then storing these government documents. Um, even the New York Times is going so far as to acknowledge that. Uh, so what happened is the National Archives, according to thing, they they said, hey, we need some of our stuff back. Trump gave them back to them voluntarily and they went through it and they found like one hundred eighty four pieces that said, like classified on it. Right? right. Now, even the New York Times is acknowledging that doesn't mean it's classified now. It just means it was at one point classified. So they immediately run to the FBI and the FBI launches a criminal investigation. Get the grand jury going. Right, yep. you know, This has never been done with any other president. They all take the boxes. There is no anywhere in there. Does it have any kind of indication that this was date? that, you know, these are the schematics for a super duper top secret weapon?
2: Nor do they deny that the documents are also copies of all the documents are in the government's possession. So he's not taking documents like Sandy Berger was, stealing them and putting them down his pants as he as he left whatever. A facility he was at.
1: Well, and and again, and there's nothing you know. It's not like the names and addresses of every undercover asset in you know the United the States. had. And, and nor is there any indication that Trump was doing anything with this stuff other than having it sit in boxes. So there's no threat. And you know, if there if there was anything damaging, they would have released that, and they would have right, said that, right. and they would have leaked it. So, right. And, you know. So
0: if if you compare it to Hillary Clinton, and I hate to bring her up as well. She had an illegal server, a piece of equipment that had electronics on it that they knew was very volatile, could be destroyed very easily. And they wouldn't even call that a criminal investigation. It was a matter.
3: Mm -hmm. They never
0: Mm -hmm. issued a warrant to actually get the server. Right. And and see, when it's Trump, they can't help themselves. They got to jump into the deep end instead of just doing a subpoena and saying, hey. We got some questions stuff. about this. You know, can you bring, can you give us back these documents? And it, and again, it's very questionable whether these documents are actually still considered to be classified. Trump's and it's argument
1: not, is that they're not, right? At, at,
0: well, at the end of the, the affidavit, the attachments, there's actually an email or a document that was sent from one of Trump's lawyers that said, oh, by the way, just to let you guys know, he can declassify this stuff. He might have, you know, there's no procedures, documented procedures, I think, if if my understanding's right, on how a president can declassify it. I think he can just say declassified.
1: Right. Well, and Judicial Watch... Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch argues that the mere act of taking the documents declassifies declassifies them. them. For instance, he was saying that could be the situation. So say the president wants to take some documents from his office and he's going to work at home, so to speak. Right. And he said he doesn't have to go through this rigmarole every time he takes stuff to work from home. Right. So he argues that procedurally and historically, the mere act of removing them. Well, just from from
2: on the Comey. Yeah. Took all of these notes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and everything else with him, they which did, were did. and then but then he put a copy. He said in his safe, uh, which made it available for everybody. Uh, and then he took it with him and leaked him to his friend, who leaked him to whoever they leaked him to. Right. Uh, I mean, it's just, do they really think, at least for half the country, the Justice Department, the FBI. Mr. Judge Reinhardt has said that due to the extraordinary public interest, gonna, great transparency gonna, must be allowed.
3: Transparency. And now you've
2: got all the transparency stinkers need. What more? What more is a judge? Can I be more fair and honorable for you? Right. And and they knew
0: that they, they knew where these boxes were. And, oh, yeah. and I knew at the end, you know, they actually did they didn't redact this part where they said the property to be seized. And, and, and then I love the first sentence any physical documents and records constituting evidence. Okay, that's oh,
2: there you go. Know, you,
0: know, you know, if I we think, think it's evidence,
2: Melania's underwear fits under that, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's what allowed them to go look through closets and all kinds of stuff when they knew where it was. And also, another big point about warrants is you never put opinions in warrants, it's always statements uh. of fact. And in multiple times, the guy who wrote this says, I believe. I believe that Donald Trump's a criminal
1: Right. <laughs> i believe but then it's rejected i believe you know well it, it, it's ridiculous but here's what i think too though i think they're not stupid and they know it's ridiculous and because i'm going to read something that mark elias the evil genius at Lawfare, what he said the day after this all happened and he was talking about how well they're going to try to number one they're going to try to use this some sort of constitutional statute to say that trump can't run if he's yeah, yeah, it's in the statute. Right. It's a statute
2: it's and then there's an argument that that only applies to certain people, which would not include the president. Right. But and, anyway, it but does the, say but it. But then
1: here is what Elias tweeted: though the idea that a candidate would have to litigate this during a campaign is, in my view, a bo- a blockbuster in American politics. Yeah, that's all right. What, well, that's what they're after. They want to have they want to have people chanting, "Lock him up, lock mm-hmm. him up." You know, I mean, they want Trump to be having to litigate this. That's their strategy, uh, I, and I believe they'll indict. Right,
0: him. and and. The, uh, the FBI doesn't do anything quick. They take forever to do stuff. So, you know, if they can draw this out, my question is, are they going to do anything before the midterms or are they going to wait until after the midterms and then start tying him all up with all these legal, you know, hurdles he's going to have to jump and, you know, putting him under suspicion of indictment and then indicting him or whatever. I mean, how can you, like, like he said, how can you have a successful campaign? Right. For the number one position on the planet, basically, while he's trying to fight off all these legal things.
2: It's the same well, thing. With quite quite Russia. frankly, Hillary couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <What>? when she <laughs> didn't successfully me. do it. And <laughs> she blames. The word Com- matter. Yeah, you know, that matters criminal but, investigation. But she does blame Comey, and I think for yes. some good reason, his quote unquote reopening the case. I remember at the time, well the FBI wouldn't reopen unless it's a solid. Yeah, it's, exactly. How dumb can you get? <laughs> Um, and, and then they say, oh, yeah, because we have this kryptonite uh, machinery, we can check all 20,000, 30,000 pages in a nanosecond and we find out she's just fine. But the fact that they reopened, it really did hurt her. I mean, yeah, I think that's true because you're right. And, and this is a, you
0: know, a statement that's always made. When people go to trial, they always say, well, the police don't arrest innocent people. <laughs> well, well, I mean, the fact that we're having a trial, he's guilty, right? Yeah, right, right, So sure, sure,
1: Can we just save our time? Well, let me, before we move on to the other topic, because we'll talk about more about this a little bit later on, and then the whole FBI Facebook thing. But any other thoughts on the warrant before I get to the well, other The things? last
0: thing, I, I got to, in, in fact, let me see if I can do this. I want to do my virtual. Give me a second here. Sure, Choose can- virtual background. You always love when I, oh, it's not there anymore. Oh! Um, oh yeah, it is right here. It is. All right. So can you see? Can you see this? Yeah, yeah the judge at the bottom that they used WhatsApp to communicate the warrant potentially.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I'm
0: sure that's secure.
1: Um, <laughs> what are they? What are they? What do they, they? Can't? Don't they have like emails? It, what are using? What does a judge at dinner? Well, and he's like, that'd "Oh, here's the question:
0: Is did they actually?" Use emails or WhatsApp to transmit this document that they had to heavily redact.
1: Yeah, well, one could hope it was because so never- <laughs> interesting,
0: but but yet they use WhatsApp. I I couldn't believe that when I when I saw that at the bottom that you know they're they're using WhatsApp. That's, That's crazy. Kind of
1: weird. That is well. I mean, they have this whole um, Pacer government, federal government filing system. You'd think. They could just use that, so, but call me crazy. Yeah,
2: no, they're, but they're, 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 not, they're not at their offices these days. None oh, the that's, right, that's right. That's right. They're working
1: from home. That's they're right. They're all from working home.
2: from home. And, that, and if they
0: did that, that would be ridiculous how that could have been stolen. But, you know, the leaks are already starting. And, and yeah. I'll just to kind of um, finish this up. When, when I worked on the Tom Clements homicide, th- there was two groups that we didn't trust with information because we knew <laughs> it was going to get leaked out. One was the governor's office. I mean, as soon as you told somebody who represented the governor, CNN had it, right? And, and the other group that we're very leery of was the FBI. Yeah. Now yeah. there was individuals in the FBI. I worked with one guy who was a great agent that I worked with, but you—they're political, and, and it, they're ten times more political now than they were back then. Yes. Right? And right. all this stuff is going to leak the fact that they wrote a warrant that allowed them to go through all of Donald Trump's stuff and they took his passports right how can there be anything criminal of evidence in a person's passport
2: well but there's also yeah. there's also rules special you need a special warrant to seize a passport a special Obviously warrant and which well, they yeah. didn't have and so, but they don't care. Yeah. I they mean, Melania's underwear, passports, whatever you can do. This is a raid. Now <laughs> everybody take a memento.
0: Well, you, you know how with the Colby the Bryant um, crash, those pictures that and I don't think they ever came out. I just wonder if in time yeah. we're not gonna see pictures, inappropriate pictures that were taken in Trump's bedroom or whatever. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. well, so on the internet.
1: That's why they're worried because Trump has indicated they have surveillance video, you know. And so you know that there's some FBI supervisor going, Bill, promise me, swear to me that you guys didn't do anything weird with Lonnie's
0: hat. Oh, they (laughs) always do.
1: I know they do. They always do. I mean, I've
0: been in the middle of so many execution of search warrants, and we had to constantly tell the newer detectives, dude, stop. Yes. Stop. Put that back in the
2: dresser. (laughs) Stop.
1: (laughs) People have their ring doorbell cameras now. Well,
2: Leo says at least they didn't use TikTok. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs>
1: <that's> <laughs> Dr. Donna is Federal Bureau of Idiots. All right, we're going to get back to this, but one thing, because this actually all kind of does tie together. So I saw a little news blurb the other day that said Denver police arrests have dropped 64% over the past 14 years. And, I mean, so let's narrow that down. It said in 2018, the Denver police arrested rough, made roughly 51,000 arrests, okay, Last year they made roughly twenty seven thousand arrests. I mean, almost down in half.
2: Now that's only a couple of years ago. And that's three only years a couple ago.
1: of years ago. At the same time, the Denver District Attorney has announced that three Denver police officers who were involved in a shooting where some bystanders were hit is now going to the grand jury for a criminal investigation. And are an now luckily,
2: witness- luckily, the same one um, decided that killing a Trump uh supporter it's sort of the ashley babbitt test right you kill a drum right. supporter that's just we can't prove malintent there i mean the you point. know it's just uh he
0: basically assassinated her
2: right I mean, oh yeah
0: i've well, seen the video you know they always i always hate the term it's a good shooting mm-hmm. uh, of course it's a good shooting he hit her yeah but, um <laughs> All he had to do was go back over there and push her back through that window or or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, they always talk about we don't do warning shots and all kinds of stuff. It's like he did not have to shoot her, completely unjustified. He was not in any danger at that point. Um, To me, it was just ridiculous. But, you know, these three officers, and I know where you're leading, if you don't mind me getting there. Go there. um, Go ahead. Which is why do you use a grand jury? Now, in federal cases, you're required to use grand juries. In state, you're not. So a DA typically, in all the years that I I was a detective for 10 years, none of my cases ever went to a grand jury. There, There was no reason to. I submitted the paperwork. I had plenty of probable cause. I sent my filing over to the DA's office. They filed it. A DA signed his name on it, and it went forward. And no one ever came back and said, ooh, this is questionable. So, why would a DA now all of a sudden start using all these grand juries
2: for these cases that are confusing?
1: Yeah. Mm. To get an indictment? Well, no, it's, it's, indictment. no
2: it's not necessarily. It's, it's Jean Benet case that got a yeah. grand jury. So, he could blame it on the grand jury. And when they did do an indictment, he hid that and used right. grand jury. Um, grand right. jury secrecy uh, to say, well, you know, the grand jury done what the grand jury but does. I and in
1: this case, though, Beth McCann, who probably needs some support in Democrats to the Denver Police Union, doesn't want to in- herself just issue warrants for their arrest. So I think she's taken it to the grand jury to indict these officers. Well, the question
0: like is, what is the result she wants? Because that's what she's going yeah.
2: yeah. to that's, that's right. What's the what result get. she wants? If, if, and that's what you'll there, get.
0: if she wants an indictment, she's going to get it. If she doesn't want an indictment, she's not going to get it. I mean, so it's really it's her yeah. way out that she doesn't Good have point. to put her name on that dotted line. Right. So if she wants to get, you know, she might come back and say, well, we didn't get an indictment. There's nothing I can do. Yes. They didn't return an indictment, which is total BS, she could just do the indictment. Actually, it's a true bill from, from them. But right. He could just do an indictment on her own. She doesn't need the grand jury.
1: No, no. Well, here's what I wanted to talk about, though. What I see is, and you and I talked about this before, I believe there is a connection between Denver police in the past, as crime is skyrocketing, making like roughly half of the arrests that they made just a couple of years ago. And all of a sudden, Denver police officers, whether you agree with their actions or not, or whether it was good, shoot or not, but all of a sudden facing criminal possible criminal charges. And and I was saying to you, I think there's a correlation. You said, oh, there's not a correlation. You said it's a causation. But oh, it's, straight up. Yeah. It, it, it's
0: straight up. There is no randomness to this whatsoever. Um, it, it's basically, if you put less DUI cars out on the street, you're going to have less DUI arrests. Yes. <laughs> the cops, you know, I, I used to always say on my way home, you know, at the end of the night, three o'clock in the morning, when I drove home, I had blinders on.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to
0: get home. And for me to get home, I always had to drive up I-25 from Colorado Springs to, um, um, to Monument. Inevitably, somebody would do something incredibly stupid in front of me, and I had to pull them over. And they're always drunk. <laughs> so there goes another hour. So, but back then, I took a lot of pride. Um, I, I did a DUI car for about 18 months, and I took a lot of pride in what I did, that it was constitutional. I did it right. And, and I even had an attorney tell me one time, he goes, dude, I can't find anything wrong with your paperwork. So, yes. you, you know, cops take a lot of pride in their work. Why would you now? S- S- some right. cops. Well, 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 I know Some cops. I mean, Brandon,
1: they're good cops and bad cops. But what but, but my point is, though, that if I were a police officer right now um, and I knew that that I could make a mistake. Right. I think we can all agree that you need an honest mistake. I don't think there was any to evidence to that they targeted these people, an honest mistake and not face some kind of suspension, reprimand, maybe even a civil lawsuit, but actually time in prison. I mean, that I would be like, I see nothing, blah, 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 everybody in my little precinct area, precinct car is perfectly law-abiding. I mean, I, I, I just think, again, there are plenty of problems with cops. I'm not saying that, but I think there is a definite relationship to Denver police arresting fewer than half of the people they used to arrest and the fact that they're now facing criminal charges when they make a mistake, even a right,
0: and and they're trying to suggest this because they have less cops, and if you actually look at the numbers, they don't have that much less. No. And even if you have less cops, it just means they work more overtime, right. You, know, right? you know, so I don't think that has anything to do with it that the numbers are slightly down. I think it's straight up. Understand, cops by law have um, discretion when it comes to misdemeanors, and when you talk about arrests, there's felony arrests and then there's misdemeanor uh, arrests.
1: Okay. felony
0: arrests, you take them to jail. Misdemeanor, you serve and release. So, but they're not qualifying whether these are all felony or misdemeanor no, arrests. Right. So what could be happening is I didn't see, like me talking about, I shouldn't be talking right. about this, but me talking about, <laughs> I'm, on my way, I'm on my way home. I didn't see that. Um, they're probably just looking the other way or, and there's another thing is how slow can they actually, Get I think it. we were joking about this the other day. You never right. want to be the number one car on scene.
1: No, no. no. And I dangerous. even
0: said, you know, I told you my daughter's in law enforcement, and I, t- I told her that, too. I shouldn't be admitting all this. Never be the first car on scene. <laughs> be the second or third car
2: on scene. Yeah, no
0: problem there. And, Do and, good backup. And all the cars have GPS now, so you know where the other car's at. You can look over at the screen, and you're like, okay, if I just go a little slower.
1: Oh, that's traffic, stop here. Well, and again, I think – there is, the problem I have with this is it puts all of us more in danger because who oh, yeah. are the people, the people who who should, I, I mean, we know for a fact that there are not 27,000 fewer criminals out there, right? They're not, I mean, the crime statistics show crime is is up. That's even with the arrests that we are getting, right? And so, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff where cops, and I got to say, you can't really blame them, are just I don't know if you could say looking the other way, but they're not certainly no, being active about you it. You know,
2: you always have your cops who are hustlers. So, You know, they're new right. on the force; they want to get out there and, and everything else. And um, they learn is, better. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> so they learn better, right? Uh, and and now those guys don't even get. They're they're just going. I've already learned. You
0: know,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, a lot of them. A lot of them are not actually going into law enforcement anymore
0: right yeah, yeah. i mean and and i used to say where, know, where they're size. going
2: is to the irs they're becoming yes, one yes. eighty-seven thousand yeah. if you're guys. an
1: irs agent you can shoot yeah, anybody you gotta
0: be all you got to do is four? two plus two equals four and here's your gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know it it really that, has, du- you
2: know, that deduction was not proper <laughs> boom yeah.
0: in the old days you know because i still teach mm-hmm. i still support law enforcement i still want people to go into law enforcement but I've actually told new recruits that are thinking about it and haven't chosen a law enforcement agency to join yet. I tell them, you know, it matters now. Yeah. Yeah. I've straight up. And I, again, me personally, this is just me talking my opinion. I would not work for Denver PD.
4: No. No, if I,
0: if I right now was 25 years old or whatever, just out of the military, wanted to get into law enforcement, I would not go to work for Denver, Boulder, not going to happen. No. I would want an agency probably like maybe even Colorado Springs or El Paso, you know, a county sheriff, a no. Republican, right. a Republican county sheriff. With a
2: crump, with a, uh,
0: a yeah. DA that is a Republican. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because I know and it's not so much that they're going to protect me or cover me, but they're going to do what the law says. And there is um, qualified immunity for a reason. I think it should be limited immunity. But if you shoot at a bad guy and you miss, they duck or whatever, and you shoot somebody else, that's why it's there. You were doing the right thing. And I know in this case, the guy was armed. And, and I have some questions about whether they should have, should not have shot. Right. I get that. Is there any criminal intent? No. no. But if you add reckless or negligent, that's right. game on. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, and
1: I think what's unfair to me about this, too, is is like, again, you know, for instance, I was saying, you, you know, if, if you if you're a doctor and you go in and you make a mistake and it's a fatal mistake. OK, you can be sued. You can lose your license. You can have professional repercussions, but you don't normally get charged with murder. Right. Because I think or manslaughter. Is it
0: reckless? Cases. Is it reckless or negligent to be a bad doctor? Yes. Yes, it is negligent to be or to make a mistake is negligent or reckless. But you're right. I mean, doctors kill people. All the t- all, all the time, time. No, exactly. <laughs> well, and they, yeah, Even
2: if they're perfect, they kill people. And I mean, and that one, right. and I
1: have to say, that would probably have an impact on doctors if all of a sudden district attorneys decided, hey, you know, I'm sick of these doctors getting away with this. I'm going to start criminally charging doctors every time they make a mistake. Cardiac surgeons, yeah, car- yeah, 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 yeah cardiac surgeons. Right. those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah. So to me, I just think a few years ago, these officers, they might, again, they might have faced civil lawsuits, all that kind of stuff, but they would not be taking it to a grand jury seeking a criminal indictment and if i'm all the other guys i don't know on the force I would be and like, they're certainly oh. they're
2: certainly going to be sued i mean, I mean guaranteed to that well yeah, but yeah, but they'll I'm, settle they'll, they'll definitely yeah.
0: settle okay. and, and you know i've tried to make a big deal over the micah flick shooting down here in colorado springs this is a, a deputy who was actually shot and killed and they shot the guy who shot him and i've told you and there's no no one debating me the law enforcement never identified themselves as law enforcement. They just grabbed and bear hugged them, never said oh. they were cops. They were not, didn't have anything out to show that they were cops. Yeah. yeah. And the guy pulls a gun out and starts shooting at the cops and, and an innocent bystander becomes, um, paralyzed. Yeah. And you can't sue. So, you know, these different scenarios, I, I know someone who drove over a cop's foot and he shot her in the chest and killed her. And it was deemed like 10 years ago as a good shooting. Right. But those days are over. Um,
1: Well, and again, and I think the practical result we see is not just in Denver, but around the country, even though crime is going up, the number of arrests, the percentage of arrests is going down and it's going down significantly. I mean, dropping 64% from 2018,
3: almost
0: 50%. Causation. Yeah. I mean, these individuals are understanding that every time. They arrest, yes. arrest someone, charge someone, get involved in a DV or. or well, I'm 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 really hoping they're still taking care of DV cases, domestic violence cases, but the the stuff that they have discretion on that before, like Chuck was saying, the go getters, the the mm-hmm. the charge, you know, they're not doing that anymore. No, you, you know, they have to be assigned a case. They're not going to go out, you know, cops used to be able to say, hey, I did this and this, and I've been watching this store, yeah, yeah, noting yeah. that, noticing that somebody has been casing the joint. Right. right. Proactive law enforcement is over. It's yeah. like, if you don't dispatch me to the scene, it may not happen.
1: Right. Well, not exactly, because like you said, you get dispatched to a call or you see something and, you know, if you contact that person and there are a myriad of things that can go wrong and something does go wrong, you could end up in prison for it. And I mean, let alone all of the other stuff. I just Well, I
2: I am sure somebody said, hey, you know, violent husband with a gun and the wife and so forth, you know, you're going to hmm yeah uh, let I me mean, stop at 711 no, no, let me get some donuts no, no, no. and pack up and so and but I'll it, be there in the third car there you
1: know and it's like you get what you you know what you, the city of Denver you know gets what it deserves when it elects district attorneys who do this kind of thing Well but and, she was
2: not elected as as a Soros district attorney there's nothing about her I mean she was a democratic uh, legislator and everything else but she was not on the extreme. Uh, but all the DAs, even if the ones were not Soros ones, like in Jefferson County today, they kind of learned. Oh, okay, I've got to, you know, yep. I got to play the game now.
0: Well, I'm really interested on the outcome of, of this case, whether, um because yeah. there's no reason for her to go to a grand jury. I, oh
2: no. she can make you're, the. No, she wants
1: to see. I think they want to, and which is again that goes to my point is none of it has anything to do with the actual evidence are facts of the situation it has everything to do with beth mccann covering her ass covering her butt trying to figure out what the political winds are saying which way they're blowing because we used to be okay we hate the police we hate the police but now it's like well we don't want to defund the police you know and and if you're the poor cop all of a sudden he's they've still maybe not poor cop but they've got a if you're a cop out there you know you better have a criminal defense attorney on speed dial Mm -hmm. anymore yeah. That's, why
0: that's why they're all part of the union or the yes, protection right. yes, association yes. is yes. because they get uh, attorneys, but that only right. covers them for on the job. But, but again, you know, I have to seriously question. I, I was an engineer, gave up my engineering career because I wanted to be a cop. It was something that, that I really wanted to do. And I just don't know in the current situation if I would be yes. so inclined to do that. Engineering is looking really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. They hardly, they hardly ever arrest you for crime in engineering. Yeah, I'm saying if,
2: if you've gone in for an accounting degree, you would join the IRS, the IRS and be shoot fully them. armed, <laughs> and be ready for deadly force. I mean, if necessary, if not, you know, you can't just kill. And whoever you want. It has to be necessary. I, to be under- well,
1: I don't know
0: if I'd be more scared of the IRS calling me now
2: or the National Archives. Yeah, yeah really. The yeah. librarians are another another very vicious group.
1: All right, Michael, listen, we're going to let you go. Thank you for Thank your time, you. as always. Uh, Appreciate it. Have we'll a good it. weekend. All right. All right. And we got it. if you have any secret information to communicate with you, we'll send it to you on WhatsApp.
2: Yes. <laughs> very <laughs> secure.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mark. Well, let's
2: read some of the comments because they're great. Okay. Your eyes are Um,
1: so off. this is from we're gonna talk about this in um from Leo. Three DUIs you go to jail, three times crossing the border, you get a cell phone and a seven hundred dollar <laughs> New York City hotel room. <laughs> or, yes. And Jacob, we're gonna talk about this in a second. So if Zuckerberg said it was the FBI who told him to hide the Biden computer and Bill Barr was running the DOJ, and Barr said there was no election fraud, why would anyone believe Bill Barr? Oh, they don't.
2: Bill is so upset yeah. that people are, are complaining about the DOJ and I the Trump, know. right? Why are they doing that?
1: <laughs> My God. And that's from Sandra Mesa County's DA is a Republican, exactly. Yeah, in well name sorted. only, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Kevin Priola. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's see, amazing how many still refer to those who question the election as an election denier, nice. even who are Republicans. And then from Sandra, also don't forget, with the defund police, many of the good police officers either retired or quit. Exactly, Sandra. I think a lot of them are like, we don't need to do this. And again, you know, that we're the ones who are paying the price for this,
2: right? The criminals are getting off Scott. Well, there are Mark should have, you know, they always say it takes a crook to catch a crook. I mean, that's the traditional and, and certainly in the Wild West, that was true. Almost the sheriff, you know, whether the wider was a criminal at times or a sheriff at times. You know, they just change places. Uh, but 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 these days, I mean, if you had a choice between being a criminal Or a criminal catcher, you go. I'm going to be a criminal. (laughs) A lot more lucrative, a lot more. You know, chance I'll I'll get away with it.
1: Unless you're a Republican. Well, let me play. So this, I think, is so we got the raid, the redacted raid, which is ridiculous. Um, and when that that's going to end up with them indicting Trump because they just want to tie him up for the election. Um, like literally, I think. Um, but then also this is, I think, it cannot be overstated how significant this is so Joe Rogan had Mark Zuckerberg on and Mark Zuckerberg they were talking about the suppression of the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story and Mark Zuckerberg basically said well yeah the FBI called us up and then asked us to uh, censor it to not let people see it so but we,
2: we still let you pass around a little bit with these algorithms they could stop it from getting out too much Right.
1: so essentially what he said is the FBI as
2: you knew co- collection censor and, and right, rid the election FBI- along with mark who was rigging the election on his own
1: on behalf his own, on his own behalf so i mean so think about that the fbi is calling big tech companies telling them what americans can and cannot see lying about it right because the fbi at that point knew that that hunter biden laptop story was true and fbi said go ahead so if we could just play so listen carefully to how zuckerberg tries to weasel around this but then he says it so if we could please play the fbi facebook soundbite How do you guys
5: handle things when they're a a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The Yeah, we had this too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically (laughs) the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey – just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have. Um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have a third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And Oh, no. For the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So you um, say the distribution has decreased. In, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less, so fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely. <laughs> By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's yeah, it's, but it's, it's meaningful. But I mean, but basically, <laughs> a um, a lot of people are still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints <laughs> that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a... At
1: least until we caught
5: them, So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much, but, oh, but yeah, we were sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the <laughs> FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a like very professional law enforcement, yeah. they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. It basically fit the pattern.
1: Yeah, the pattern was. Here was a pattern. The pattern was if it was um, hurtful to to Hunter Biden or hurt, hurtful then to Biden, Biden then we it, censored it. it but I mean, here again. So keep in mind. So what's going on there is the government can't, because of the First Amendment, specifically censor stuff. But what they're now doing is going to. Places like Facebook, places like Twitter. We already know that the government went to the Biden administration, went to Twitter, and said, "Hey, can you ban Alex Berenson?" And yeah, I said, got get Charles, Alex out of there. No, so this goes back no. to the conservative treehouse theory about who is actually really supporting and and and, and holding up some of these big tech corporations, yeah, right? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, the, yeah. the government? They're they're all in cahoots. I think it can't be underestimated how significant it is that the FBI is going to Facebook. And knowing probably that Facebook was going to say yes. They didn't just think, I wonder what Facebook would say. Well, what if they say? didn't say yes? Right, right. Then, then, well,
2: then, then one of those 87,000 new IRS agents would will be all over the Well, exactly.
1: There. And so, I mean, that's just, and, and if you think they're not going to be doing it, going into no, the midterms, I mean, no. they're already gearing up all of their misinformation stuff, right? And so that's, they're going to use it to come after extremists. and
2: MAGA so, extremists. MAGA, that, that's oh, the new oh, one. Oh, Joe MAGA, Biden. We're,
1: not, we're semi-fascist extreme. now.
2: It's semi-fascist.
1: Sem- <laughs> that's right. right. I don't know if you saw the exchange, Don Lemon was trying to say to that Kareem, what's her name? It's like, Not well, what's... Not Don Lemon. Yeah, yeah, even he was saying... Oh, oh, really? Even he was saying, well, what's semi-fascist? I think he was trying to get her to say they're, they're totally fascist. He's like, what's oh, a I semi-fascist? No, really? okay. But Anyway, so this ties back in around then because I want to talk a little bit more for the little bit of time we have left about, about the, the warrant and the raid because I really do think that what's going to happen with this is... I mean, there's nothing in it. You know if there was anything harmful that would be damaging to Trump they would put it out there and they would be leaking it. This way they're going to dribble stuff out. But the bottom line is there is. Sources
2: close to the investigation indicate that Donald Trump had the nuclear codes and was about to blow up Washington Look how
1: quickly that went away. And that went away because people were like, well, wait a minute. Number one, if he had the nuclear codes, shouldn't you have gone in sooner? Mm -hmm. And number two, don't you guys change those up? You know what I mean? Well, even if
2: you had the code, do you, do you get access Mar-a-Lago well, to Mar-a-Lago to set notes
1: and- on WhatsApp. I mean, so that they dropped that. So
2: Mitch McConnell's up. "This
1: is this is my theory on this, and this is why it's dangerous." And that is, they know this, right? They're not stupid. I don't think. For one second, that the National Archive people launched this just like no, I do. National no, let Archive. Me, let me, let me, no, no, no,
2: they're fascists. They're I know, but
1: let, I think it's going to be play out exactly the same as remember when the, the Department of Justice said that the School Board Association oh, yeah, yeah, called yeah, them yeah, up right, and said, right, Hey, right. can you go crack down on these yeah, extremist yeah, right, parents? Right, right, and, right, and right. then the School Board Association later said, No, we didn't. You asked us to ask you. And so, I think that's going to be the <laughs> well, same. Well, maybe thing, the too.
2: FBI counsel, who is also right. has a librarian degree, <laughs>
1: right? He said to the National Archives, hey, <laughs> hey, you got an Idea. Do, <laughs> so, do you think that maybe Trump has anything there that might have the word declassified on it? And yeah, like, oh, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: I'm like, yeah.
1: good. Let's go get it, and then we'll launch an investigation. Oh, well,
2: well, get the grand jury.
3: Out.
1: I mean, there is no there, there. Nobody cares if Trump had documents there. They didn't care about any other president. But the whole point is, they're going to use this. I think. I think they're going to indict him, and they're going to tie him up on it. And he may eventually prevail. Trump's position would be they were declassified, but they're going to tie him up. They're going to take forever, and they'll
2: get into a court. no, so you can't. You can't use that defense, which is the greatest thing ever these days. We have Democratic judges who say you can't use that defense. No, right. no, no. You can't say that you thought you had executive privilege. No, no, that's not allowed. That's no. not allowed. No, no, you can't say you didn't. No, no, that's not allowed. Here I mean, and
1: We've got Sherry online, too. Let's get her up there. Hey, Sherry, good afternoon. Thank you for calling in. Look, you there? Sherry? Hello. Oh. What
2: would you do? Wait,
1: wait. No, that's our Party Friday video. Hang on a second. I think you okay. got it. Oh, there you are. Hey, uh, Sherry. You're, you're right. not in front can of the are you?
3: Yes, <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. Rob. So I watched an interview at um, Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium on August 12th. They interviewed huh? a guy named J. Kirk Wiebe. He's a retired NSA senior intelligence analyst, a cyber expert, and a whistleblower. And he discusses the 2020 election fraud. And P caps, it's called packet capture data. And okay. he gives this example, and it, it's a great example. If you just picture I-25 and you've got cars going all different directions, and a hand can reach down and pick up a car and take out some passengers and put in some new passengers and put it back on the highway. And it can just do that to all different cars. Well, that's kind of like um, what happened in the election. That's how they can cheat. They can actually empty those packets and put new stuff in them. And Ah. he discusses, um, it's really interesting because he says this probably happened to about 3,000 counties. And he discusses the background of Dennis Montgomery, who created two computer programs to spy on people of foreign countries. That's why he did it. The hammer. In 2003, to keep Americans safe from 9-11, it it protects troops on the battlefield. But also, he worked for the DOD and the intelligence communities, and he had a contract that was designed to change the results of elections in the Middle East so that we could Um. put in place regimes that were more friendly to U.S. interests. Well, okay, guess what? Dennis Montgomery tracked the software on the CIA, the FBI, other government agencies during the 2020 election. They have that. So the Obama regime turned those programs against American people. Now they've done that. This is where the FBI comes in. Montgomery became a whistleblower, and he handed over. 47 computer hard drives um, of illegally harvested surveillance. It's all there, all the stuff that they um, surveyed of people. The Department of Justice, the FBI, under two limited immunity agreements in December, gave that to Montgomery. The FBI director, James Comey, and the general counsel, James Baker, and the DOJ assistant, Deborah Curtis, they buried that, and, and you don't see that. It, nothing ever came of that. But now Mike Glendale reportedly owns that software that tracked
1: what oh. the CIA
3: was doing in 2020. All right. Hey
1: Sherry, listen, I hate to cut you off, but we're, we're kind of running out of time. I got one little soundbite thing that's I good, need to play, but that's good. Call back too, because I, I, we need to get into, and it's just so complicated. So, but I good think stuff. all of that stuff is great and it's all on Mike Lindell's site. So Sherry, thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for calling uh-huh. in. All right, so I wanted to. I've been teasing this all week. I hope people think it's as funny as I think it is. We'll so find I'm, out.
2: Often uh, things aren't as funny. As I, no, I know. <laughs> really funny. She does not have a highbrow sense of, of Yes, humor. I do.
1: Yes, I no, do. So don't. this is this is if you're money for people who are not who are just listening, not hearing. So this is from the Monty Python sketch where the one set of knights goes to the other set of knights at the castle and demands to be let in. But this is actually secret surveillance tape again of the FBI at, Mar-a-Lago. at Mar-a-Lago on their raid. If we could please play the Party Friday
4: video. Hello. Hello. Who is it? We are from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Whose castle is this? This is the castle of Donald J. Jake Trump. This is Castle Maalago! Go and tell your master we have been charged by God with a sacred quest. If he gives us food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for secret nuclear codes. Well, I'll ask him, but I don't think he'll be too keen. He's already got one, you see. What? <laughs> he says they've already got one! Are you sure he's got one? Oh yes, he's a very nice. I told them we already got one. <laughs> well, um, can we come up and have a look? Of course not. You are federal types. If you do not show us the code, we will take your castle by force. You don't threaten us, FBI pig dogs. Go and boil your bottom, the son of a silly person. I <laughs> blow my nose at you, so-called FBI. You and the <laughs> federal kingdom. <laughs> if you do not agree to my commands, then I shall take you
1: He just oh, took a down. <laughs> And there you go. There you go. That's Uh-oh. your Party Friday, Friday. See, that was. I'll give, it, I'll
2: give you credit. That was, great. That was, that great.
1: was pretty funny. <laughs> Sandra says, I love Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that. Hey, listen, that's going to wrap it up. We're going to have John. Thank you to Karen candling for this suggestion. Yeah. John Zamirak on um, to talk. He's a commentator. Can talk about some of the corruption that we've been talking about. Thank you to the so, co- much so much corruption. So little done. That's right. um Yeah, really. Um, we're going to have to expand our show to cover. All the, corruption. all the corruption. Thank you to everybody on BBS. Yeah, BBS, we appreciate you all. On Zoom. Remember, you can catch all of the shows and all of the formats at chuckandjulie.com. Meanwhile, though, it's off to Party Friday. Party
2: Friday.